When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The Softball World Cup has once again returned to our shores after nine long years and we'll get underway on Saturday night with the Black Sox facing the Czech Republic. It's been a family affair as always with three sets of brothers in the New Zealand side, including the Evans duo. Of Cole and Reese, Cole will be playing in his fourth World Championship. How good. And we'll have the honour of captaining the side as well. The Black Sox captain joins us now on the line. Morning, Cole. How you doing? Morning, mate. I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks so much for, for ch- joining us this morning. How did you enjoy the mini-tournament down in Palmy North last week, mate? Was it good to get a bit of playing time together? It was, mate. It was. Uh, it's, it's been a long time since international softball uh, has been on New Zealand shores, so uh, it's just nice to get out there and uh, yeah, get a few under the belt. Hey, Cole, Mark Sorensen, your coach, does he get behind the the, the um, home plate there with the catches and and give them <laughs> give them a bit of lip? What's he like? He does a bit, mate. But, uh, <laughs> he's good. He is good to have around, mate. Obviously, a huge name in uh, New Zealand softball, uh, and he carries a lot of respect around the park. Oh mate, he'd be uh, one of the good good chats for sure. Hey, just mate, with the, with the lack of softball being played, has it been difficult uh, being able to come together in such a short time? Or obviously, you know, with COVID, have you had enough time to prepare for this big event that is in our own shores? How good's that? Yeah, mate, it's 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 been a well almost ten years since we've had uh, the World Series on New Zealand shores. Um, so the boys are pumped, mate. Uh, in regards sort of preparation. Uh, not, not really, mate. We, we have it hasn't really hindered us at all. We're uh, we're in a good spot. Um, I guess a couple of results didn't go away on the weekend, but uh, yeah, it was, again, it was nice to get some international games, and the boys are fizzing to go this weekend. Yeah, what was the main focus for the weekend? Obviously, results didn't go your way, but you're, you're you're building for the big one. So, did you get enough out of it to give yourselves a lot of confidence heading into the World Cup? Yeah, we did, mate. Um, it was the uh, yeah the five other top sides of the tournament. Um, and it was good to get some quality games against them. Obviously, you get a lot of learnings from from playing sides like that. So, yeah, we took a lot out of that weekend. And again, we just 
buzzing to get out there this uh, this Saturday afternoon. Hey, Cole, so have have the other teams, the international sides, been playing against each other? um, Or is this the first time that you guys have been um, pitted against each other last weekend? And and just give us a a tip on who you think the hardest teams are to beat in the tournament. I believe um, a few of those international sides have been playing, mate. There was a a Pan American Championship, so all those American sides uh, have been playing uh, together. I think Aussie have sort of been like us and, and sort of been starved a little bit of international competition. But, uh, yeah, a few of those other sides have been playing. Uh, in regards, tough sides. I mean, it's probably those five teams that are on the weekend. I know that's sort of, that's cliche. But, uh, yeah, softball at the moment internationally is, yeah, very tightly com- competed. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Argentina are returning champions. So uh, they're going to be yeah. tough. And, uh, yeah, Japan are always a good go. So, There'll be a few sides in the mix uh, for the next sort of 10 days uh, once we kick off. Well, everyone loves a bit of adversity in the camp, mate. I've been to a wedding on the weekend, and I think about 80% of the wedding's got COVID. So I understand one of your coaches has tested positive for COVID this week. How's that affected the prep? Yeah, one of the trainers, mate. Um, so we, obviously we oh. were tested yesterday, and, and we're negative all good at the moment. So fingers crossed uh, we'll go all right. Um, but yeah, it's sort of that time, isn't it, mate? And it's something we've sort of been preparing for and expecting, to be honest. Um, it's been the way of the world for the last four years, and it sort of starved us for competition uh, for the last four years. So, yeah, fingers crossed yeah. that we can sort it out and uh, hopefully dodge a bullet here. Cole, how good is it to have an athlete as talent, talented as uh, Tawera Bishop in your side? And did it take a little time to get him back up to speed on how to play again? No, nah, he's an athlete, mate. Um, playing diamond sports all his life. Uh, Softballer as a kid, uh, very good one at that. Um, went away and tried his hand, and now he's back with us, mate. He's, he's, he is quality. Um, yeah, just a good presence behind the plate, uh, catching, and obviously a big bat in the lineup. So, yeah, we're happy to have him back, and uh, he's good to have around the boys, too. All right, mate. Czech Repub- Republic. Did you have an opportunity to play them over the weekend before you run out against them in the opener? Or what are your expectations we did, mate. of Czech? We, um, yeah, we, we played them on the weekend. They, they snuck a 3-2 win. Um, they're a good side. Uh, quality good ba- uh, a few quality bats. Uh, it's a good pitching, mate. Um, it's, a, it's a good opener for us. Um, yeah, again, got a few good learnings on the weekend. Uh, and, yeah, we, we'll, we're pretty confident um, we'll come away with the, with the points on the weekend. Mate, what, what about Mark Sorensen's coaching style? Look, we've been talking a lot about coaching on this uh, on our radio show, and and you know the different kind of approaches different coaches bring. What is what is Mark Sorensen's strengths, and and are you able to give us a little inkling of of kind of the theme behind the World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's a very smart man, mate. Uh, he's very tactical. Uh, put a lot of thought into yeah. sort of game plans and, and approaches to games. Uh, in regards to style, I mean, we're probably guilty of uh, trying to play the long ball, hit home runs in, in, over the last sort of couple of series. Um, so for this one, we're just looking to to run a lot. Um, the athletes have been chosen to compete at this one. Uh, we've sort of had a yeah an inkling on trying to change our style of play, and, and we're going to play a lot of small ball and, and run a lot. So uh, it should be exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, again, mate, I, I know I've said it before, we're just to get out there, excited, and uh, can't wait to get out there in front of a pack Rosedale Park um, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, what a spot. What a spot. Hopefully the rain stays away. Cole, just about your depth, Cole, what, what's the pitching lineup like? Do you have, do you have a, 
a quality a quality lineup of pitches there, and also the depth in your batting. Can you can you take it right and in deep into the innings? We can, mate. Uh, pitching wise, we've got a good lineup. Um, a couple of good quality throwers, and then we've got a few utilities who can sort of fill it in, fill in, and uh, pick up the uh, sort of the slack uh, every now and then, and and throw a few innings. Um, and then regards hitting, yeah, it's a, it's a quality lineup, mate. We've uh, we've got yeah some world class hitters, and then again, just guys who are willing to battle and, and can play some good small ball. Mate, four World Cups. Four World Cups, mate. You're an old-timer. You've been around for a very long time. How many more you got left, brother? Hopefully a few, mate, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's not as a cat on the side, so hopefully a few more left in the, in the old legs, mate. Cole, who's the, who's, oh, mate, the be, who's the best you've seen, Cole? Like, we've had some great um, Kiwi softballers, you know, way back in yeah. my day, the Mike Whites, the Chubb. Tangaroas and those type of guys, so that goes to show you how old I am. But who's been the best you've been able to play with the the Nukunukus, the Martins, the oh yeah, I don't know if you got to play with um, your coach, but who's been the best you've played with? Yeah, I've been very lucky to play with a few, yeah some some really quality players. Uh, probably the best I've got to play with is yeah Nathan Nukunuku. Uh, he was the captain when I came into the side, uh, and he's actually my, my club coach at, at club level. So he's he's been awesome to have around, and uh, Brad Rona. Uh, another yeah, yeah big bat um, and just quality guy. I, I wasn't hey, lucky mate, enough to t- play with Mark. Um, he was he was sort of before my time, but obviously yeah, there's you could probably name a list of probably ten ten to twelve guys who were yeah just out and out quality. Mate, you touched on the, on the club the club scene. I was I'm filming a show during the year. And we went, actually went to Papa Toy Toy Softball Club and did some renovations there. And uh, it was awesome yep. to be able to see. What about the club sense? Have we still got a lot of strength in the club level and softball ranks? Is there a lot of depth coming through the ranks? Yeah, we, we do, mate. Um, it, it's sort of the, the talent sort of spread out a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it's sort of well-rounded around the country, to be honest. And the numbers are pretty good. Um, we're sort of stretched out to, to Pookie as well now, mate. Uh, Pookie Coey's uh, had a team and put a team into the Auckland competition, um, which has been awesome. Uh, it's just nice to sort of get those areas of growth where um, it seems like the population's getting a little bit bigger too. So, yeah, the, the, around around town it's not too bad, mate. And, uh, yeah, it does stretch around the country. It's been pretty good. Beautiful, beautiful, Cole. Oh, we're going to let you go, mate. No doubt you've got a big day ahead of you. And hopefully the dreaded COVID can stay out of the ranks and uh, <laughs> the Black Sox and your team can continue on your home show. I'm sure you're going to have so much support, a sold-out stadium. How good would that be, mate? So thanks very much for your time, and uh, good luck for the rest of the tournament. No doubt we'll talk to you through it. Appreciate it, boys. Thanks very much. Yeah, good. Cole Evans. Some big names here. Nukunuku, Sorensen, Itashon Tangaro, Tangaro. Hey, Chub, mm. yeah, Chub Tangaroa. The, oh, there are, there are the Nukunuku boys, you know, the, the Rona boys, the fa- the families that play softball and that have played it for so long. Four World Cups, and he still reckons he's got a couple more in him. Yeah, no, that's crazy, crazy. It's a, it's a got a real rich history softball, but we referenced in the first hour. It's just never really cracked through into the mainstream, no. or doesn't seem to get that kind of top level headline attention it probably would deserve by the amount of success we've had. I know. And, and, you know, like I've had this conversation with Jared Martin's father, who was my coach. So Jared Martin's a Hall of Famer, and he used to carry the bats around for us. His father's in the, on the New Zealand Senior Tour as a golfer. They're very, very 
good sporting family. Yeah, right. And I had this conversation with him around softball and said, you you sort of need to change it up like cricket have. So cricket, you know, you played it in the backyard and was test cricket. Then they went to one day and then they've gone to smash and bash and all sorts of different forms of cricket. Well, softball is softball, you know, and they need to they need to move it to that modern to that modern era where otherwise you're just going to get softball for the ages. You know what I mean? So I just um, it's a great game, and of course Aroha was a great, fantastic softballer herself, um, representing. So it's a great game nice. that hasn't really been recognised, and we've been world champs plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up watching, like my brother, he played it quite yeah, quite, quite hard, and I'd go down and watch him at the Diamond. Watched a little when I was real young, and then he moved away, so kind of gave up then. But Hawks Bay, softball, that's quite, they were good, it's quite um, prominent there. Yeah, they mm. were um, very Down good. there at Arkina by Hastings Boys, there's a couple of nice Diamonds there, and you used to go watch it down the road. It was awesome to watch. Great game to play. I, was, I played it during the year this year, and me and Beaver had a little competition, the home run competition, and we were taking on Ray, this guy from... Old fella Ray from Papa Toy Toy Softball Club, and man, he could rip it. <laughs> oh, oh, so like, how do you hit this? And it's all about timing because they're a lot bigger those balls, eh? Yeah. And it's a bit of a bit of an art when you're trying to hit it. You know, like you try and swing it. Oh, mate, can't yeah. Beaver, Beaver cheated. <laughs> you better weather weather conditions. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, let's get the nets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's apparently they do have fast pitch softball as well, Kempi, so there are variations mm. of it. But it'd be great to get it some um, more publicity. So why don't we follow the Black Sox carefully through the World Cup and see where it is? Because you know what we're suckers for in New Zealand? Winners. Mm. If You know, yeah. like, we get stuck behind momentum and we love to back get on a good thing. And then, you know, I reckon the momentum off a home World Cup's got to be awesome for the sport. So let's follow its journey. Cricket season's underway already with a big summer of Ford Trophy and Super Smash set to be front and centre with the Black Caps heading to Pakistan next month. The 50-over competition is off to a flying start as well, with Canterbury rolling Wellington by 102 runs thanks to a six-wicket haul. How good. And just the fourth-ever hat-trick in the Ford Trophy to promising seamer Henry Shipley. And Henry's on the line with us this morning. G'day, mate. Hey, Henry, talk us through Wednesday. Just one of those days you had the ball on a string? Good morning, fellas. Uh, yeah, geez, it was a, uh, didn't, didn't feel like it was going to go that way after 10 overs with uh, Tommy Blundell. Uh, putting the putting us to the sword really in the first ten overs, but um, yeah, funny things happen, don't they? And, and I was lucky enough to be on the uh, other end of it, mate. What was your, what was the sudden change for for your form? I think uh, I was doing some some scooping and heading into it. You're just you know you, you're yeah okay-ish, but you've made a, a drastic change throughout the season. What 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 ticked right so on in that performance? Uh, I don't know really, mate. It was um, I was running into a pretty pretty stiff breeze at Wellington so I was probably just focusing on getting to the crease first and then um, letting the ball go somewhere nice. near the wickets and and by probably the days that things seem to seem to happen for you don't they when you're not really thinking too much so um, nice. uh, it was nice to be on the other end of it but yeah I'll take it. Hey Henry so what's what's your impression been so far the domestic season you know it's early days but does the format suit Canterbury? Yeah I think so we've been pretty competitive in it the last uh, the last few years mm. um I think it's it's a it's a funny one with how it kind of like intertwines with the T20 stuff. And last year was a bit a bit different with COVID, but um, yeah, we're hoping to sort of perhaps do a bit better than last year and and um, 
who knows, try and lift the trophy. Mate, you never want to look too far ahead, but the, every kid's dream is to represent their country. And well, the Black Caps are going through a transitional time at the moment, tra- you know, a period where they've gone from having a lot of experience to now maybe a couple of changes. That's something that's on your radar, mate? Oh, I'd, I'd love to get there at some point. Um, you know, it's I guess it's just trying to do what I can do um, for Canterbury mm. for a start and, 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 like you say, try and be a bit, bit more consistent, I suppose. And um, if I can do that, then hopefully when the opportunity comes, if it does come, then um, I'm ready to go and, and I can uh, put the best foot forward there. How much emphasis have you put on your your all around? You obviously got a fifer, but you, you've scored some some serious scores with the bat already. So you're obviously a bit of an all rounder. Is that something you really focus on on your batting side as well? Yeah, for sure. No, I spent a bit of time in the winter getting uh, getting flung a few balls with from Fultz and Donks, our coaches, and um, I guess it was something I always had aspirations to to be a genuine all rounder. But probably took a bit of convincing in the in the early years. So <laughs> it's uh, nice to be there now. Hey, mate, I'm a CD boy, and Ross Taylor steps out today in his 20th year when you guys take on the vaults, the Otago vaults. So um, how keen would you be to knock him over when you get a crack at the central? Uh, as long as it's <laughs> early in the innings, I'll be pretty happy. Um, I don't know if we have to take him on at Pocky Park or something like that. It can be a bit, what a a bit of a worry, but, um, yeah, pretty cool that he's, he's, uh, he's, still, he's still playing for CD this season and... and you know, you, I suppose you got to take those experiences when they come and just and just enjoy them for what they are. Mate, are you a bit, are you a bit like myself? Like when I was back at school, I was a, I was a, I used to bowl, but once I started getting in the nets and having a bat, I probably focus more on my batting. Is Fultz trying to have to rein you in and say, mate, you're a bowler first, batter second? Because I got told that plenty. Love me batting. Yeah, I, it's a funny one, eh? When I was at school, I'd probably sort of saw myself as a bit of a batter who, who obviously bowled but um and then got to Canterbury and it was yeah you're, you're down at number 11 mate and and try and work your way up from there so I don't think anyone had to worry about telling me to not worry about the batting I just had to had to keep putting some runs on the board and and then obviously got to here so um yeah we'll wait and see what happens but maybe those comms will come later. Hey Henry, is is Pukekura Park one of the prettiest parks that you've ever played cricket at? What what do you what do you like about it when you go up there? Um, yeah, it's I mean it's a lovely lovely spot. I guess the being in there beside the gardens as well, and um, the, the the local faithful come out and and give you a piece of their mind. So that's always always kind of nice. But I guess on the other side of it, you can silence them, which is which is always kind. But um, yeah, I think it's just a I mean, it's iconic, isn't it? It's small and and looks really nice, and um, obviously suits suits a bit of white ball cricket from time to time. All right, Shippo, we've had a message coming through. You guys have to ask Shippo when is he coming back to play for the mighty Greendale? Oh, really? I, don't know. I think um, <laughs> it's on the horizon, but if it lines up, I think I got told if Greendale take on Peninsula and Henry Nichols is playing for Peninsula, then I've got to play for play for Greendale. So. Is that my uncle on the on the other end of that um, that text? <laughs> it probably will be unknown texter, mate. They they just, they don't really leave their name. Well, we've got the number. Yeah, I should, I'll give you his number that. if you want it. Give it to me after this. Oh, get ready, awesome, get mate. ready, Shippo. Um, honestly, you come on you come on the show, talk to Kempi and Izzy for breakfast, mate. You've been the Black Caps in three months. 
Go well, mate. Go well. Hey, Henry, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Um, go out and get another five for mate. Just don't do it against CD. Go and, go and get it against another team. Uh, my my team, hopefully Ross can uh, can bat well at Pukekura Park. Iconic Park. Enjoy yourself up there and go well, mate. Thanks a lot for joining us. Beautiful. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. What is it about New Zealand and success? Now this isn't a chat about how good we are for such a small country, but quite the opposite. Why do we as a country hate success? Why do we as Kiwis hate seeing people succeed and will look for the smallest thing to chop them down or belittle them? And even so, we as the person that is creating success and getting ridiculed, take it and even sometimes ask to be chopped down. I don't have the answers, and I'll be honest, I've found myself doing it. Both sides I've found myself doing because I felt that's just who we are. Kiwis, we are meant to be confident. We aren't meant to be proud of our achievements and we are deaf not meant to be taking our own success and standing tall with our chests out. Why? As a country that is so small but that can be so successful on the world stage, we sit here and we try and tear each other down. I'm sick of it. And I can't wait for my friend and a real leader in the industry to come on and chat. Jay Galdard. Stay tuned, he'll be with me in the studio at around 8am and we're going to tap into this. But Kempi, it's something that has really hit a, hit something with me. Yeah, <laughs> and you're dead right, you know, and especially with our culture and the humility that comes with our culture, you know, everyone's always said about New Zealanders and how they stay humble, but man, the tall poppy syndrome... And and knocking people off their perches, we are very very good at that, you know. And it why? Does, and it why? Does, hey, it's like it is. I think I think I think success, um, especially in our country here, is is really frowned upon. Like the thing that really gets me is when a team's going well, we want them to lose. Mm. So look at the Crusaders. Yeah. So they're going really really <laughs> well, and instead of us celebrating success as a country and saying actually we got the best team in New Zealand. Everyone's sitting at home going, we can't wait for them to lose, you know? And that's, that, <laughs> You're that right. is such a Kiwi thing. So, mate, well said. I uh, I, to- I totally agree with you. I think our, our tall poppy syndrome um, is an issue. And and you know the other thing that comes with that? Because what happens on the back of that is imposter, is imposter syndrome. So all yes. of our great people, they feel like they're imposters because people mm. are always knocking them down. It goes hand in hand. And um, that's it, Kempi. I've dealt with imposter syndrome, and I'm like, you know, like, who oh, am I? Like, you, you just get embarrassed, and you, you never want to pat yourself on the back. And I'm the same. Like, if, if someone says something really nice, I'll try and do something to, to kind of squash it, or, or you know, put it to the side, or, or just bring me sound self down so I don't sound too conf- cocky. And mm. you know, it's like, look at look at that Harry Hart out. And I found that at school, you know, like you know, I was watching this kid and you know, he was going really well at school and he was really academically on and he was nailing all of his schoolwork. But I'd go over and say, You're a geek. Yeah. What a geek, you know, instead of going, Wow, why are you like that? And what are you doing to be 
so successful at, at, at school, why don't I try and do that? But no, I'll try and belittle him because that would make me feel better and bring him back down to my level. Yeah. And it's um, it's all across New Zealand. And Jay Gowda's doing some great work with his um, charity, Etu Tangata, which is stand-up people. And um, and it's just breaking down those barriers. And I, I really want him to explain where this is stemmed from because this is a – a systemic kind of issue at the moment that goes back centuries of of New Zealand and where we are and who we are, mm. and uh, yeah, so it's a it's a conversation. And look, and I'm I'm no, you know, I've I've found myself doing it, but I don't even know, and it's like crazy. It's just all part and parcel of the New Zealand culture. Louis, have you had a thought on it? Uh, tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, look, I, coming from a rural New Zealand, just like you guys are um, yeah. out in North Canterbury, it's staunch. You, you know, the All Blacks we idolise, the Richard Lowe's, the Wileys, the mm. Deanses mm. out that way, and they're all staunch, good North Cantabrians. You know, like uh, farming, kind of rural. And I wonder if part of it comes because we do have so much of that kind of. Uh, We've got, we're such a regional-based country. A lot of our uh, – maybe that's where I'm – well, just my personal experience coming from out of town mm. where it's out of – you know, the, the people in town, we used to call them townies, you know, they'd dress yeah. up and look out. You know, look, we're yeah. all the put, same, mate, because nice, we're the same. We call them townies. Put nice clothes on and you go, oh, what, what, look at that loser dressing up or whatever, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the older I get and moving, obviously now I live in Auckland and – you know, the more mature and more self-confident I've become in myself and who I am, I do see it and I hate it and I try not to do it, try not to cut people down for the sake of it just because that's who they want to be. Because the other thing is everybody's idea of what is cool is different, right? Or everybody's idea mm. of success is such an, success is such an individual thing. So how dare – you actually have no right to tell somebody else you're not successful or that's not right or that's not mm. cool because to them that could mean something completely different. And once you get that concept through your head, it's quite simple. But well I don't know why or where it comes from. It's probably a question from Jay. Is he? It's a really interesting conversation though and it's sports is um, attached to it, but it goes through every walk of life, doesn't it? Mm. It does. It goes through all walks of life. And the question is like, what is success? You know, everyone has their own... Uh, own success in their own right. It's like success doesn't mean you're rich and you've, you're the best at what you do. Like there's all different parts of being successful in your own right. And I think for Kiwis, we don't understand that and we don't know that. And the one thing I hate is like, you know, I've been I've been around some um, some people that have done some fantastic things in business and, and really excelled in what they do. But then I've heard stories of other people finding ways of like he can't do that they can't be that rich because you know like he's obviously scamming someone or he's doing something like they'll try and find ways because they can't believe that someone's done really well in business or made some money and it's like and i'm just like mate it's hard work mate, it happens when it's i just tip, it happens when i tip a winner on a saturday and clado looks at me like <laughs> yeah. you're not meant to tip them i am, yeah. I am. Yeah. celebrating celebrating success is such a we're so like and we've had one 
just happened last week. Mm. Okay, celebrating success. Mm. Like the that, well, the country should have shut down when the when the Black Ferns won the World Cup. Well, Saudi Arabia a, did, and had a exactly had a parade. Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. <laughs> they have a public holiday. The country. <laughs> I never ever thought I'd be looking towards Saudi Arabia saying they do it right, and um, they definitely don't. But you know, it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation. Double eight, double three. What do you make of it? Tall poppy syndrome. How, how's this? Can you answer where it comes from for us? Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. The term tall property syndrome is sadly one we're overly familiar with in New Zealand, whether it's in our nature or not. It's unfortunately undeniably part of our culture, creating negativity and suppressing so many great Kiwis from reaching their limits and beyond. One great Kiwi is out to change that. Jay Galdard has been a superstar under the hoop in men's netball for years. You'd struggle to miss him with his towering frame and silky skills around the hoop, but it's off the court where Jay is working hardest for New Zealand. He's founded an organisation called Etu Tangata, and it's all about ending our criticism culture and pushing Aotearoa into a space where everyone can swing when they win and feel confident knowing they are 10 out of 10. And Jay is with me right now in my studio. Morning, Jay. Morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. And yes, you are a towering man. I've got you sitting, so we're on the same level. But just quickly, quick question. What is tall poppy syndrome? Uh, so in New Zealand, we have this culture where uh, your success is, is a threat to mine. Mm. Um, I wish you well, but not too well. <laughs> and we've discovered that if you ask Kiwis to rate themselves out of 10, 10 bit of amazing, 0 bit of average, we all have to think that we're 6 or 7 out of 10. Um, and if anyone in the room goes, actually, I'm a 9 or 10, we laugh at them. Mm. And that laughter is what we need to address, that, that cutting down of someone who just thinks, you know, they can be whatever they want to be, right? They're gifted, they're talented, just go be you. But we don't allow that. We want them to think that they are just a 6 or 7 out of 10. Right. It's, it's crazy because we talk about this our whole lives, you know, why is New Zealand like this? So where did this come from for you? Like why did you break into this situation or this industry where tall poppy syndrome is so poignant in New Zealand? Like how did you, you get started for yourself? So I'm a youth worker um, mm. and I was over in the UK and I was just spending some time um, chatting with people about what we did in, um, in New Zealand with youth work and then people said, oh, you must have the easiest job in the world being a youth worker. <laughs> And I'm like, nah, we have the highest suicide rate in the world, double that of any other country in the world. Mm. And the people in the UK looked at me and said, so what's going on in in New Zealand? And I sort of realized that actually we've got a crisis in our nation. I'd become desensitized to the suicide rate and that we actually need to address the elephant in the room in a sense Mm. because um, the way that we see ourselves and see others is actually impacting our culture. It impacts you, impacts me. Um, And we actually need to shift the culture of New Zealand um, and tackle this thing called tall poppy syndrome because it is it, it, the belief system in New Zealand needs to shift, and that's what we're trying to do with Air to Tangata. Morena Jay, te moto mahi rangatira It's awesome work you're doing, especially around bringing that inte- attention to detail and around this tall poppy syndrome. How how has it been accepted your work out there in the public space, especially with our kids? Uh, this is the part that's blowing me away, right? I, I I sort of put it out there and uh, 
I was able to work with some amazing Kiwis from Steve Hansen to, and lots of other people who helped speak into this and help make it what it is today. And um, as I've shared about it, Kempi, people have just said, Jay, this is a word in season. We need to address the elephant in the room. We see the devastation of the elephants doing. Mm. We see you know, people leaving the country because of it. I caught up with Jossie Wells last week. He leaves the country for six months of the year just to get out of the culture. Mm. And we just everyone's Crazy. going. Everyone's going. This is BS. Like this is this needs to be addressed because it's, it's actually doing damage to us. And we see the devastation of the elephant. But no one has ever gone. Why don't we get rid of the elephant? Like possum twenty fifty. Mm. Let's get rid of this bad boy. <laughs> and let's just get you know. Let's let's eliminate the elephant in the room. Yeah. So if we're going to eliminate the elephant in the room, where does it start? Where do we need to tap into to really start making a difference so we can get to 2050 and we've got rid of tall poppy syndrome? Or is it even achievable with our, you know, who we are as Kiwis? You know, it's bred into us, it's born into us. I asked you uh, a couple of days ago, like, why are Kiwis like this? Where does it stem from? Uh, it stems from the way you see yourself, right? So this is what Steve Hansen opened my eyes with in the sense of, you know, in all-black culture, it's, you know, who you are is not because you're an all-black. You're a mm. father, you're a son. And so we need to start by looking at ourselves and go, who are, who are you? Um, and so one of the key strands within Ear to Tangata is around the conversation around your value, your, your worth, because and there's good envy and there's bad envy. If someone has a Tesla, you look at them and go, hey, <laughs> That's a nice car. Good envy goes, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to go and get myself a Tesla. Bad envy says, actually, I, I have low self-worth. I'm going to cut that person down yeah. to make myself feel better. And so we need to address the way we see ourselves because mm. if I value myself, then you doing well is not a threat to me at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so we need to tap in because you're doing a lot of work at, at schools. So yep. you've tapped into the schools. I remember you showed me the song the other day that that's a huge part of Etu Tangata and seeing the smile on these kids' faces. So if you're able to tap into these kids at a young age, that is going to make a difference going forward? That's right. So we started in schools because they're the future parents, and then we are now going into sports. So we've got the five major sports on board, um, so that's pretty cool. And now in the next 12 months, we're going to head into business into that space. So we want to be able to um, yeah, implement this kaupapa without, throughout the whole of the country. Hey, Jay. Beautiful. Jay, mate, awesome, awesome work. I hope five, five of those top sports that you talk about, one of them is rugby league, because um, we've got plenty of it. Uh, that tall poppy syndrome over here in, in our sport. Um, but what about the support for Etu Tangata? Like the support financially, it's obviously not not a cheap co-papa when you're getting around to schools and getting around to sports. Is there much support um, from the government around your program? And and of course, what about in the private sector? Is there many sponsors that you that you have support for? Um, I've made the mistake of giving it away for free, so I've intentionally said let's give this co-papa away because we need to remove any barriers from shifting the culture of New Zealand, which raises the question. How the heck do you pay for this? And mm. it's just honestly been the generosity of businesses and donors from across the country who've just gotten behind this. Um, I'm happy not to work with the government at this stage. I think that culture shift needs to start grassroots, mm. and we need to do it, you know, um, each family at a time. Uh, and that's what we're seeing. It's working across the country. So schools can jump on board, can get on the website, can engage with the, the kitty we've got developed. You can rip into it, and you'll soon see Izzy on the air if you get into the space in place. Um, so, yeah, 
I'm, I'm, if anyone wants to help, that's great, but we just want to continue to spread the word as, as the main priority. They want to stay away from the government there, Kempi. They have too much control. Yes. This one's always uncontrollable. I, I, hear, I hear, I hear, but what, what, I'll, I'll reframe the question. What about the cultural shift, Jay? Because like, there's obviously a lot of cultures in our in our country too. How, how are you addressing... I guess tangata whenua and and making it all encompassing around all the different dynamics that we have in the, in our country. Yep. So the framework is pretty basic in the sense where when we work with tangata whenua, so at the moment we're working with a kuruko papa from across the country, and so we we're saying to the the principals, hey, here's the framework, build it in a way that best works for you, and so then nice. they and we back them, they develop it and do the same. We're going to do the same with the Samoan and Tongan. Like, let's, mm. do, let's do this in other languages so that you build it and speak into this in a way that works for you, not here I am, non-Maldi, mm. giving, giving you, this is how you need to implement this. Nah, that's not how we're going to do this. You, you do it how it works for your community. Uh, the framework's pretty basic, and we're just going to keep it simple for you to yeah, nice. co-design it how you need to. Well, was this a huge part as well? Because New Zealand's a really multi, multicultural cu- country and we've got different races throughout it. Is this a, a sense of breaking down that barrier too, is how everyone comes together? Like we always say we're a united country, but reality is we're all separate at home. But there's still a lot of racism that is, is rife throughout New Zealand. Is that a part of your co-papa too, like bringing yeah. us together and uniting us? Yeah, I think so, because we're becoming too individualistic mm. in the sense that we are becoming more micro and we actually need to go back to, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And so, but we don't know how to do that anymore. So we need to go to think about actually the tide lifts or boats. Mm. So we actually need each other. So, you know, we need to function from this win-win mentality. When you, when you win, I win. When mm. you lose, I lose. And so we need to move back to that community um, aspect. And I think schools are a great place to begin that journey. Uh, and businesses are also there as well. So, yeah, watch the space. Hey, Jay. Dang. Hey, Jay, just let's talk about your being an athlete and the and the competition that you're playing with. Cruz Tangera, I grew up with his whanau. I was at his um, Whakapotai Tanga last week, his graduation um, here. You know, t- tell us about the... The issues that you're dealing with, with, a, with being a male playing in a, in a predominantly female sport, but having such success at that high level, what's what's that tall poppy syndrome been like with that sport? Uh, it's been it's pretty pretty eye opening for us because obviously we do play in a, in a sport where not the where men don't play netball, um, so you get ripped out for that first and foremost. Now I'm lucky I'm six foot eight, 130 kg, so can hold your own. Best of luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's just been interesting seeing you know um you know men don't play netball and ripping you out and you know that sort of stuff. But as in the last five years, as we've got more profile, mm. people have sort of shifted their perspective and gone actually, hey, you know, go you guys. Um, I I haven't really let it affect me. I um I've just decided from early on that actually I'm just going to play my own my own game and I'm going to play you know stay in my own lane and just be me. Um, I some th- some things about me I struggle with, but I'm like actually this is me. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm a big personality and I'm a big unit and, you know, I like to have fun and sometimes I go too far and I just have to pull it back. But, um, <laughs> but within the netball scene, we're just, um, we can't thank like Nolan Toro is enough yeah. who have given us that, that platform, have given us that even with now with Australia and England getting involved. Like this is for us is a big deal to see men's netball getting the profile that it currently has across the mutu. And, and you touched on industries. So you, I'll get a sense that netball New Zealand are, are awful 
Tangata and the tall poppy stuff, and we've touched on other industries. You got cricket, you got our our major franchise. You got NZRL, NZRL rugby league. So uh, is everyone coming to the party with this and getting a real understanding that this is hugely important for New Zealand, not only as a country but as a sports sense? Yeah, no one's spoken ill to my face. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. when we deal with netball New Zealand on netball and New Zealand rugby, they're like, wow, this is so big, go talk to local clubs. And mm. so that's what we've done, really. They've endorsed us and said, go for it, son. But we've just gone and um, we're dealing with Canterbury rugby at the moment around how to implement this within the 50 clubs within Canterbury Netball New Zealand, like, hey, how do you deal with the netball clubs across the, the motu? Um, so, yeah, everyone is, is encouraged by the word, but then they're going, this is quite big, son. You're trying to change a culture, not only in netball or rugby or rugby league, but actually within across the, the whole country. Um, but I'm just, you know, taking the elephant out one bite at a time. Yeah. And just, you know, you, you, you know, Kempe, you take your part of the corner, rugby league, Izzy takes his part, and then we just shift the culture together. Um, that's how it's going to happen. Oh, mate, I'd, I'd be more than happy to help you help you make that shift. And once that elephant has been, you know, put to a tetanifa, <laughs> that elephant, and you've and you've clobbered him, what does that look like, Jay? What does that look like for Aotearoa? No, for you, you know, you're sitting there with your pipe and your slippers on, and you're sipping on your Chardonnay. <laughs> what does that look like in in fifty years' time? I get emotional because I just think about a country where I'm our, our, our kids are going to grow up in a country where they actually can be all that they want to be uh, rather than being ripped out for having dreams and aspirations. And I think we do need to do this because this we're in a dark hour and I think that I, I get emotional because I think this is something that we can implement which is so easy that can speak life into each other, can speak life into the next generation because they're going to grow up in a world that's hard enough as it is and mm. I want New Zealand to be a country that actually we stand together and we look out for each other and we call each other out. You know, here mm. to Tangata, we don't do that anymore. And um, that's what my hope is, Kempe, is, as, mm. as this goes um, into, the, into the future. Oh, man, Carpoy's getting making me emotional. He's right next to me. You can't probably feel it, but uh, he's, he's letting it all out there. And we need more people like you in our lives, uh, Jay, obviously doing the important work that uh, many people talk about but don't act on it. And uh, you're one of the champions. And we appreciate you coming on our show and sharing uh, your story and your journey through Etu Tangata. If, we, if anyone can get involved or if anyone can help, how can we come to your assistance or be of your assistance? Just head to the website, Etu Tangata, so E-T-U, Tangata, T-A-N-G-A-T-A dot N-Z. Um, go to the website, you can reach out to us, you can jump online, there's free resources there to engage uh, with the kaupapa uh, and take it into your school. And also, if your school wants free kids' books, uh, we've got resources we yes. can send out. Yes, I've got one inside, and I've got my hoodie on as well. Etu yeah. Tanga, I've got my... Uh Got my outfit sorted. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I noticed that hoodie as <laughs> soon as you put it on. I was like, "Yeah, man, that's that's pretty cool." Just that resource. Hey, Jay. Look, honestly, Jay, we need more people like you in our in our country. The work that you're doing, especially around at conduit between sport and society, is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I wish you all the best, mate. If we can help you, like me and Izzy, if we can help you, try and get the message out. Thanks a lot for coming on today. Um, we'll do that. You know, so. You go out there, mate. You you conquer that elephant. You know that's in the room. Um, we're right behind you. You can come down here, January sixteenth, Kimpy. A little something in my house for for to Tangata and Jay. He bought me sushi the other day, so one way to my heart is through my tummy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I'll Jay Gowda. Awesome, mate. Hey, more than an athlete, Jay Gowda, Etu Tangata, and we appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Thank you so much.
my thanks team. Awesome. There he is. Lovely stuff. Jay Gowder. 20 minutes past 8 o'clock. Uh, so many messages flooding through on that tall poppy is jealousy full stop. Noel, back in the 60s and 70s, it was not about being a skite. If you were good at anything, you couldn't say it because you were a skite back then. And it kind of still has been a bit like that, uh, Nigel. Um, I also feel sorry for kids like Arlo, where the pressure will be on them way worse because of their, their dad did. Everyone is special in their own way. We need to celebrate that and stop being such staunch uh, W anchors. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a good one, Louis. Yeah. That's a that's my biggest fear. Yeah. That's my biggest fear as a dad. Like everyone comes up to me as are they going to be an All Black, and I am like, mate, honestly, I don't care if he doesn't play rugby, and yeah. I don't care if he wants to do something different. Just because his dad has been successful, and that is my biggest fear that he feels like worthless if he's not achieving what he's what what I achieved, and that's what I'm going to try and put into him. It's like no. You know, Dad did what he did. You're, everyone's different. We're only individuals. And you'll be better than Dad at other, a whole lot of other things that Dad wasn't good at. You know, like, so it is my biggest fear. And I'm going to do my hardest, work my hardest to change that kind of situation. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.